This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or looking for CBD products to use either orally or externally, you go to Black Belt, blah, blah, already started off on a good note. Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com and use promo code THEPODCAST25. You get 25% off. You have everything from tonics to rub-ons to roll-ons to anything you need for, it's good for athletes, it's good for everyday people. It doesn't matter whatever you want. And actually now they are having a 420 sale, believe it or not. And most of their products are just priced at $4.20. $4.20 for CBD products. You can't go wrong. So go to, like I said, blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code the podcast 25. It'll also get 25% off. And if you're a woman that listens to the show, go to popyapparel.com. Use promo code the podcast with a capital D. You'll get 10% off. They have everything for every type of woman. It doesn't matter. Go check it out. Popyapparel.com. They ship worldwide and it's free shipping if you spend more than $50. And obviously, listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and go to podbros.com. And while you're at podbros.com, listen to a bunch of other shows because I am part of their network. And also click on their Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds. It's free of charge. Helps them out. Helps me out. So this week's guest is a comedy writer, a producer, an improv teacher, and a stand-up comedian, the Ronnie Pascal. Hello. Thank you for having me. No, thanks for coming aboard. How's it going, my friend? Oh, so good. The weather here is delightful, finally. I know. Well, well, I'm just a little bit more north than you, but we sort of tend to get the same weather, so to speak. So yeah, today it does look like it's a nice sunny day. I I was outside already once, and I really didn't need my winter jacket. So yeah, it is a nice day. I was going to say it's 60 degrees, but I don't know what that translates to in Canadian, so... I think that's just about 10 degrees. In in between 7 and 10 degrees, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty close. I could just Google it, but I'm too lazy right now. (laughs) You know what, I'm the same way because I have my phone right here, but by the time I go into that and then go on the roll of talking to you, I'm going to forget what I was doing, and then it's just a whole... And we don't want to start off like that, right? Yeah, I get caught up in rabbit hole searches all day long 
So are you, you're from the generation. How are you with the YouTube? Do you get caught in the YouTube rabbit hole? Uh, I'm not too bad on YouTube. Um, I watch a lot of baseball clips on YouTube, though. Oh. I'm a huge baseball fan. Okay, right off the bat, sure. I was going to ask you yeah. if you were a sports fan. Yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan. Oh, wow. Uh, That's yeah. weird. Well, I grew up in Connecticut, so, oh, okay, then, okay. so I grew up close to New York, and then I moved to New York when I was young. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, when I first moved here, I was a Red Sox fan living in the Bronx, and everyone's like, oh, they're going to kick the shit out of you. Right. And no one cared. Really? Yeah, well, when I moved here, the Red Sox big three star players were Dominican, okay. and the neighborhood I lived in was Dominican, so they cheered for those players. They didn't give a shit about the team. Oh, I guess that makes sense, right. Yeah. Oh, that's... So, but so yeah, you know, on baseball rabbit holes. <laughs> what what kind of baseball? Like from back in the day, or recent clips, or just staying up to date? Well, what's going on? Well, they have compilations of like this weird thing that happened in the seventh inning, and then it's just like a compilation of every time in the seventh inning, and there's one out, and someone gets a hit, and I'm right. like, watch those. And I'm like, this is so stupid, but I get caught up in it anyways. Is there any like baseball comedy clips that you watch as well, or? Oh, I really love manager arguments with the umpires. (laughs) Those are the best thing in the entire world. That wouldn't be too bad. No, there was one that came out a few years ago. The Mets uh, manager was mic'd up the whole time, and they never have released something like that before where you could hear it all, too. Right. Those are fun. When the managers blow up, I laugh. (laughs) So what other sports are you into? Is it just strictly baseball, and that's it? Uh, I don't follow other sports too much anymore. I grew up really loving football american oh. football also but right i don't watch it too much anymore because of the head stuff gotcha but okay again being canadian i'm not a huge baseball fan and i've had this conversation with past guests as well what's your enthusiasm about baseball why do you love it so much because i don't get it to me it's really boring i'm sorry to say oh it is boring uh i joke that i fall asleep all the time watching games right and i joke that like you don't need like a nightlight or like a lullaby. You just need to put a baseball game on. <laughs> that is true. Uh, there's. Have you heard about the British baseball fan who? This is not a joke. It sounds like a setup to a joke. He quit his job and he's touring America, going to 162 baseball games this year. Shut because up. Because he just fell in love with it. Oh my god! Are you and kidding me? Yeah, he summed it up pretty well. Of like, baseball is very boring, but it has spurts of massive excitement. And so it's like... I guess. <laughs> and I think I also, it. like, it's the thing that my father and I... I mean, I'll talk shit about him anyway. My father Go and I don't it. get along too good. Okay. And the one thing we could bond on is the Boston Red Sox. Oh, okay. There you go. So I think that's what it is, too. <laughs> don't worry. I don't get along with my dad either, and I don't bond with anything with him. So <laughs> he doesn't know what I like, and he doesn't care, and he just passes by when he feels like it, and it's a whole ordeal. So I totally well, we understand. Trade dads, if you want. I don't know. Well, I'm from. I come from a Portuguese background, so I have a typical crazy Portuguese father. So mm-hmm. you're better off probably having what you. Again, I don't want to compare. It's, maybe it's peaches to oranges, but who knows? But yeah, <laughs> I, I got stories for days. Trust me. Oh, I'm here to listen. <laughs> well, I've shared some before in the past in previous episodes. So for the listeners, they know what I've had to deal with with my father. So. What can you do? I guess what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Exactly. That's why I'm here today, sitting on the couch. Well, speaking of growing up in Brooklyn and having a father you don't get along with, how was your childhood? Is, is that what made you the comic that you are today, would you say? Yeah, I think so. Um, 
I, well, I grew up in Connecticut, and then I moved to New York when I was 18. Oh, okay. Uh, but I only grew up 45 minutes away, so it was always close. I always had, like, dreams of moving to New York, but I had no idea why. Right. This was even before I wanted to do comedy. Oh, wow, okay. Um, I went to a private school when I, growing up from kindergarten to eighth grade that had 20 kids. Oh, and wow. I clearly didn't fit in, so I was always, like, <laughs> the class clown. Right. But, like, I was also shy about being the class clown, so I would be, okay. like, quietly play a prank on someone. Sure. And then I didn't, I would write parody songs, but I wouldn't show anyone. So I had lyrics in my notebooks that no one knew about. So I was like, I always wanted to do that, but I didn't know that you could like monetize it. Sure. And then, uh, yeah, my childhood, like I'm pretty open about it. It was really rough growing up. My mother was sick a lot and uh, my father was gone a lot. And then, so my stepfather, he has bipolar disorder. So it wow. was, we didn't know that growing up. We just thought he was an asshole. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, and then, uh, I don't know. Everything seems good now, but growing up, it was not fun or easy. Don't worry. Like I said, we, we could probably trade some more stories off here, but I grew up with with a sick mom. But my dad wasn't there because he was literally working 24-7 to support me, my, yeah. my siblings, and my mom, right? So it was a little bit different. You sort of, I understand why we don't have a relationship, but at the same time, he still could have tried. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But hey, in the end of the day, it's made me stronger and better and funnier sometimes. <laughs> and more thick-skinned, I hope? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I've only started getting thick-skinned recently. Really? Well, how, yeah. how, how long have you been doing comedy for then? Uh, I didn't really start till 2011. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and then I mostly uh, do improv, sketch, and storytelling. Okay. But, yeah, I'm trying to, like, transition into, like, right now is my, I need to write stand-up phase. <laughs> so, what do you enjoy most of all the hats that you wear? Is it uh, performing? Is it writing? Is it producing? I like writing the best. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, fell into producing by accident. Uh, <laughs> I did well. And, uh, yeah, writing's always been my, like, passion. I get stage fright, so I hate performing. Really? Yeah. I've been going through a stage fright bout for about two years now. Okay. And does it, does it matter the amount of people or is it just in general? In general, I don't know what the, like I used to perform weekly and then uh, I stopped for about two years and then I recently started getting back into it and I've been, I was fine for the first like three or four shows back. And then a show about a week ago, I had a panic attack right before we went on stage. Right. It was an improv show. Okay. So, yeah, the, uh, we were the third group. The first group performed. I was fine. And then right when the second group went on, mm. I, like, had to excuse myself. I went into the restroom and just, like, had this thing that happened for, like, two minutes. And then I, like, ducked back in. I didn't tell anyone until after the show. I was like... But during the show, I was fine. Like, no one noticed any difference between me. Right. Okay. See, now now we could talk about this out and open yeah. too, because I, I don't suffer as much as you do to go in that detail, because the way it was brought on to me was because of my head problems. Everyone knows, again, I don't want to go too much in detail. I got hit in the head a lot, dropped a lot. It doesn't matter, concussed over the years. So to me, it's brought on from those concussions where it, it's almost like a paralyzing effect, but then you just sit there, you grind through it, you go back in it, and people don't even notice, and then you tell them afterwards, you're like, Really? So yeah, it, exactly. And it's sort of hard. And it's not like people like us want the sympathy. It's sort of like 
we just want people to believe that it's something that's true and that actually happens. Because I, I don't know about you, because my mom was sick growing up, and that's the reason why I don't like to show it, because I saw the burden my mom put on a lot of people because of her being sick and showing it and always asking for help and this, this, and that. Not that she didn't deserve it. I understand that part as well. But at the same time, I don't want to be that person where I'm going to cripple someone else at the same time and ruin their lives. You know what I mean? So I try and bottle it up as much as I can. But at the same time, you need to tell people because if it does happen, they're like, what the fuck's going on here? Or, and so they believe you as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, mine, I didn't know what was triggering them for the longest time. But then we found out that it was because of my mom's like early death and I didn't deal with it. I dealt with it by drinking a lot. So, okay. Yeah, but once we like talked about that, my panic attacks went away pretty quickly. See that? Wow. So that helped then, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. So, okay. Now, to see how other people deal with it, how how did you fight through this and be able to still perform with, not to say that you were still ha- going through a panic attack, but just having gone through one? Uh, so, right after, my psychiatrist has pointed out that, like, my panic attacks end with me, like, feeling a lot better about life. So, like, immediately after. So, uh, so after the panic attack, I just went and sat down with my friends, right. acted like nothing happened, right. and then I just went on stage because I was like, if I don't go out right now, I'm going to feel like shit later. Right, exactly. And so I just made it a point to be on stage immediately in the first scene after that. And have you ever had it so bad where it has crippled you to the point where you can't do anything? And yeah, you just tap out? called out of shows for because of it before. And how does that, like, okay, not to say it makes you feel, obviously it's going to make you feel like shit, but in the whole big scheme of things, do you, do you feel guilty or do you just let it be because it's a part of you? I feel guilty in the moment, but the next day I kind of excuse myself a little bit. Okay, because I, I find with myself the same thing. I don't real, I don't let myself feel guilty about it anymore because the guilt makes you feel worse after and it makes it bring more upon you as you get older as well. That's the problem. Yeah, definitely. So that's cool. And it's cool that you're open about it and you're willing to talk about it too because not a lot of yeah, people want to share, right? Time. Like only like a year ago, I started talking about it a lot. Okay, something I wanted to ask you too, because I'm not a big fan of this genre, but you are. You're also into comedic music or music comedy? Oh, like parody music, yeah, I love it. Okay, uh, I- explain this to me, because I'm, I'm not a, like, I'm a pure straight fan, like, I, I enjoy my, like, I enjoy improv, I enjoy storytelling, but I also enjoy the typical stand-up punchline comedian, right? Yeah. I don't enjoy anything that in, involves props or music. It, I don't know. It's just me. I guess it's my preference. So please explain to me what gravitated you towards being a fan or even just making these things. Uh, so my first – one of my first comedy albums, uh, I know I know my first were an Andrew Dice Clay one and an Eddie Murphy one. But the first one that really like affected me was an Adam Sandler album. I'm forgetting the name of it. Okay. But he had a song called Piece of Shit Car. Okay. I don't know if you know that song at all. But. See, that's I'm not a fan of Adam Sandler's stand-up, but I'm a fan of his movies. Yeah, I loved both growing up. Uh, and the Adam Sandler albums growing up like really like were the coolest thing in the world to me because I love the mix of music and stand-up. Okay. Uh, and his new stand-up special blew me away, by the way. So I actually like, enjoyed it, believe it or not. I watched it and I did enjoy it. Yeah, so that... All came out. I'm 33, so that all was coming okay. out when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old. Right. And uh, yeah, there was something about piece of shit cars specifically that I was like, "This is so funny." Sounds fantastic. And then, 
I started writing parody songs. I wrote my first one when I was 11. Okay. Uh, it was a terrible, terrible, raunchy, disgusting song. Oh, God. But, but uh, I mean, I won't say it unless you want to know. Go for it. I don't. It's not me, man. It's all up to you. It's your work. <laughs> it was a parody of Getting Jiggy With It called Eating Jism With It. Oh, fantastic. Love it. I was 11, so. <laughs> At 11. Yeah, I was, wow. in, I was in sixth grade. I remember very specifically. <laughs> okay. And I thought I was doing something that was, like, mind-blowingly good. Right. And I bet you if I, like, recited those lyrics now, you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? So is it safe to say that you're a Weird Al Yankovic fan, then? Uh, or no? I should like him more than I do. I like really? him, but I don't, like, obsess over him. Okay. Like, I like Tenacious D a lot. I like Flight of the Concords a lot. There you go. Okay, those are good examples as well. Yeah, and like Garfunkel and Oates also, if you've got into them at all. No, not not the last two, sorry. That's fine. <laughs> um, well, Garfunkel and Oates, they're a sketch comedy duo. Who, okay. Uh, they write songs, and they have a really fun TV show from a few years ago. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know what like made me start doing it, but it was one of my favorite things growing up. And then I moved to L.A. Uh, two and a half years ago. Okay. And the first thing that I did when I got there was I pitched a show to Nerdist. It was a live okay. show. Right. And I wrote parody songs and had comedians sing them. Nice. And then celebrity impersonator judges judge them. So it was like okay. if Weird Al wrote American Idol. Sure. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And so that's been my path with comedy songs. That's not bad. And you've written other shit as well. Like, what else do you write? Do you write, like, scripts, skits, memes? Like, do you write material yeah. for other comedians? You don't have to name drop, obviously. Uh, yeah, I write... Uh, I'm working on a sketch show right now that I'm doing on my birthday in May. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that'll be fun. But I don't want to act in it. I realize that I don't want to act. Okay. So I uh, took that pressure off myself. So I'm only uh, directing it and writing it. Oh, nice. That's still a yeah. lot of work, though. Yeah. But I'm making my friends be the actors. Oh, there you go. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I write, I mean, I write a lot on Twitter. Right. And then, uh, what else do I do? I submit to, like, satire sites, but they reject me a lot, so <laughs> I'm like, whatever. <laughs> do they actually give you a reason, or do they just say, nah, too bad? Usually, uh, it's, they give you radio silence if they don't like what you wrote. Really? But if they do like what you wrote, they respond within like 20 minutes of like, this is amazing. Okay, I see. So if, yeah. if you don't get a response, uh, at least within the first 24 hours, that's it. You're not going to get it. Yeah, anything. I don't even. Like, I throw it away at that point. <laughs> I know, but you know what? Wouldn't it be nice for con some constructive criticism, though, getting some feedback mm. as to why they don't enjoy it or as to why? So then after when you submit another one, you know what to submit instead of keep feeding them the same shit over and over? Well, I'd probably just cry if they don't like it, so... <laughs> Okay, well, you're the, I'm the I'm the opposite. I would rather someone reject me and let me know why than ask to stay. Because then it's like, what if what if they never did see it? Should I send another one? Like, I don't, I don't like the mm -hmm. what if prospect. I like closure. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I don't care about closure so much usually. I'm always <laughs> a closure. <laughs> I'm I'm always a closure type of guy. Always. I don't know why. That's I guess maybe my OS. What is it? OSD? O O D S. What what, what is the acronym? Oh, o know. OCD. That's it, OCD. Oh, gotcha, OCD. Sorry, there's so many acronyms nowadays, I can't even fucking keep up. <laughs> yeah, I've lost count. What about a podcast? You're one of the few comedians that don't have a friggin' podcast. I have 
all these ideas for podcasts and then I just don't execute them. <laughs> oh, that's like the story of my life, by the way. Uh, I hope not sexually, though. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like on podcasts, I I did two episodes of a podcast while okay. I was in LA. Uh, but then I got sick. I had when I moved to LA, I was so stressed out that I got a disease called Bell's palsy. And my face froze for... Are you serious? I know Bell's palsy. I know what that's about. Wow. I didn't get as bad as most people. Mine only lasted about two months. But normally it's about six months. Wow. And some actually stay as well. It doesn't go back. You obviously looking at you now, you look normal, obviously. Yeah, I feel normal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, most people get it for six months. It goes away. But there's a small percentage of people that it lasts forever. Wow. Yeah. So I got lucky. Um, I forgot. Oh, yeah, I was doing this podcast. Yeah, it the was podcast. Uh, comedians talking about funny times when they actually pooped their pants. Oh, my God. And it was really funny and fun, but uh, I canceled it after the second episode because uh, I talked like this when I had built quality. Oh, no. I, yeah, and I was trying to power through it. And when I recently re listened to the episodes, I was like, oh, no, I talked like this the entire time. Oh my god! I don't mean to laugh because now you're impersonating oh, yourself, but still, it's like <laughs> I thought it was very funny. Oh my goodness! Okay, but is this an actual thing? How many comedians shit themselves? Uh you'd be surprised. <laughs> I had a lot of people that wanted to do it too before I canceled it. Are you kidding me? I had a queue of about 40 or 50 comedians who are, like, ready to go. Fuck off. Now I've heard it all. I, but is it this them just sitting themselves in general or while performing? Oh, uh, in general. Oh, okay, that's better. I thought if I can, like, 40 or 50 comedians shit themselves under... I was, I was going to say, next that time I go so watch some stand-up, I'm going to see if this guy's dropping a deuce in his pants or something. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, there was that, like, clip of the wrestler, who was it, CM Punk, who got choked out and shit himself on stage, though. <laughs> Oh, that's right. He had like the, the shit streak going down his, his ass. And yeah. you could see right through the tights. I was like, oh, I want him on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So uh, do you think you'll ever revisit it? Or it's just you tried it, didn't work, that's it. Who cares? I want to redo it. I thought that one did well, actually. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, like, I have these great ideas. They, they flash, people like them, and then I just stop doing them. There's no, like, definitive reason. But do you write shit down, or is, or is it because you forget, or it just you just don't take it anywhere? No, it's all, like, it's all in my brain. Like, day one, I'll love it. Day two, I'll be like, hey, who wants to do this? And my friends will be like, me. Right. And then day three, uh, when it's about time to go, I'm like, eh, let's, we could, like, put that on the table for later. <laughs> so it's safe to say you procrastinate as well? Yeah. But then I don't revisit most of the stuff. So... It wouldn't even be procrastination. It's just canceling things for no reason. But at least, do these ideas at least lead to something bigger down the road that you could at least pick and choose from? Or is it just there being wasted? It's being wasted. Oh, man. I was it hoping you were going to say something else. <laughs> I, uh, I could lie to you if you want. <laughs> no, no. I enjoyed the truth. Uh, I like it raw, as I used to say at the, when I first started recording. What about the worst and best thing about stand-up? What do you enjoy the most about performing live in front of an audience? Well, we, we know the worst, I guess, it would be having the panic attacks. But what is, like, the best thing? What makes you want to perform in front of people, then? Well, uh, so 
two weeks ago was when I had the panic attack before the show. And right. The show was fine. I, I trudged through it. I got some laughs. Uh, and then last week's show, I was ready to go. And it was one of the most, most fun experiences I've had in a while on stage. Um, okay. And something about it, I felt locked in with the audience. And uh, I felt like every line that I said, I was getting a big laugh, a bigger and bigger laugh. Right, right. Uh, so it just felt really good. And like those times when you do connect with the audience, it's other people have explained it, but I don't feel like there's a word for it. But, uh, when I do have a good show, I feel like I'm on autopilot. I'm not thinking Uh, at all. Uh, I don't really remember it happening. And then after I'll watch the video and be like, Oh, I said all that just now. (laughs) Like that just came out of my mouth. That's funny. And the audience was eating it up. Right. So, you, so like, so I think like my good shows, uh, I don't, I don't even hear the audience. Okay. My bad shows, I'm like in tuned a hundred percent to what they're saying. Oh, uh, and then it rattles you and throws you off, I guess, right? It doesn't even like rattle me, but I don't pay attention when I'm like in the zone. But like, right, for example, two weeks ago, right after the panic attack, I was not in the zone. I was hearing the reactions, mm. and uh. I made a reference. No one in the audience laughed at all. Oh, no. And I said, all right, well, I'm going to go fuck myself. And I walked off stage. <laughs> oh, no. I got a, that got a huge laugh. But it was because I recognized and was aware of that. Well, it's always good that comedians poke fun at themselves, too. I, I find that a lot of the audience eats that shit up, too. Yeah, they loved it. So what's the weirdest thing to ever happen on stage? Huh. Well, the first improv show I ever did was an improvised sex show. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't part of the action. I just oh, okay. wore a red morph suit and danced behind people, like, doing improv scenes and then having fake sex. Are, are you – was it a comedy show or just – It was a comedy show. Okay, so there was at least some kind of theme. It wasn't just them, like, rubbing up against each other or pretending and that's it. Oh, no, it was funny. It was oh, more okay, funny okay. Than sexual. Okay, because I was I was gonna get scared. I thought it was something like sexual, as like going to a brothel or something. People went there to get turned on. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> what else is weird? I've seen some crazy things happen, but they weren't me on stage. Um. Oh, I have a fun story. Go for it. Uh, one time I was sitting in the audience for a show. Okay. And I had my arms crossed. And they was it wasn't because I was mean or like trying to like intimidate or heckle or anything. Sure. And the comedian stopped his set, looked oh, at no. me, and said, "Why do you look like a piece of shit right now?" Oh my god! And I was like, "Wait, what? Are you talking to me?" <laughs> and he goes, "What can I do to make you laugh?" And I had the worst answer ever, and I said, "I don't know. Be funny." <laughs> oh my god! And I felt like an asshole. Right. But afterwards, I was like, you know what? He shouldn't have stopped his set because I was comfortable. Oh, my goodness. Because my comfortable pose is like sitting there with my arms crossed. But I didn't look like an asshole. I wasn't heckling him. I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> I was kind of enjoying his set. Oh, my God. We have so much in common. I'm laughing so hard because the exact same thing happened to me. But it happened at a concert when someone was performing. Oh, no. What band was it? It, it was, oh, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Um, he, he's a local Toronto artist. He's been on the radio. I, I can't remember. But it was me and my wife. He, he was an opening act to a, a different, I guess, for the main act. But mm-hmm. we had front row seats. And it was like the auditorium style. So it was the stage right in front. And we're sitting right below in front. And I was there again, like you. Exact same thing. My comfortable is leaning back yeah. with my head a bit 
tilted with my arms crossed. But my even my wife says, she goes, you look like an asshole like that. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. That's how I'm comfortable. Whatever. <laughs> so doesn't the guy in between his songs stop? He goes, hey, am I not entertaining you up here? I'm like, you got to be fucking. And everyone knows I hate attention. I don't like, like, that's why I don't even do video because I don't like people looking at, like, I don't mind my voice being out there and talking like this. But being the, like the center of attention is not my thing, really. So I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, yeah, don't worry. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm always like this. And even my wife's like, yeah, don't worry. He's enjoying it. He's like, okay, because if I wasn't entertaining you, like, you could give me suggestions what to do and stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, no. I'm like, why is this guy putting me on the fucking spot here of, of, of all the times? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he literally in between, yeah. he's like, looks at me. So, you know what? For his first one or two songs, he must have been looking at me the whole time. Instead of seeing everyone else on their feet clapping and whatever, he's, he just focused on the one negative. How fucked up are humans? Yeah. I mean, I feel like from his point of view, it's just like those bad shows that I had where I'm like, I'm like paying attention to the bad stuff the audience is doing, not the good stuff. Right. But he probably wasn't in his zone. Or maybe he was, and then he just noticed the one bad thing, because I guess he wanted everybody, and that's what it was too, everyone was standing up and I was sitting down, everyone was like moving to the minute, I'm just sitting there, relaxed, because it's like, I'm sorry to say, it wasn't my type of music, I'm not into like current gen pop type music, that's not my thing, like top 40, no, I'm more of old school hip hop type of fan, right, so for me to get up and start moving, it's like, no, it's not my thing, sorry, so it's not out of disrespect, it's just whatever, like, you know what I mean, you still got my money for being there, so, you know, who cares, exactly, Exactly. And like you said, it's not like I was booing, I was heckling him or throwing fucking tomatoes on stage or something. Like, relax. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Enjoy that everyone else is here to celebrate you. Why, why concentrate on me? Yeah. Oh, my God. So what else do you do in your free time? So you said you're into sports. Are you a gamer? Like, are you into movies? What, like... I go to a lot of movies. Okay. Uh, last year, in 2018, I saw 105 movies in theaters. What? Yeah. Holy I... shit. I use my AMC A list like a crazy person. Wow. And it's not here judging you. It's wow that I wish I could do that too. Uh, but I don't think there's enough good movies to watch. I don't even watch that amount in, in a year at home. Like, you know what I mean? I saw a lot of bad movies. Okay, okay. Yeah, I watched pretty much anything that came out last year. Wow. Good for you, man. Yeah, and then uh, this year. There hasn't been a lot of good stuff, so I've been like slacking a little bit. I think so. I think this has been a bad year for a long time. So far, yeah. I mean, I saw Us recently. I kind of liked it. Okay, I, uh, I'm dying to see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've... And then I watch a lot of movies on TV. I've recently realized with your Brooklyn Public Library card, you get a yeah. lot of free movies. Really? So, yeah, you could just go there and rent them and you get a week. So, <laughs> plug in the Brooklyn Public Library. No wonder Blockbuster went out of business. <laughs> yeah, because of assholes like me. <laughs> hey, there's what one left right now. Oh yeah, I think yeah. What is it? The original one somewhere in Oregon or something? Is, is that somewhere it is? up there? Yeah, I, don't know. I guess the hippies still like to rent. <laughs> I guess so. So, what's your genre? What's your go-to action oh, horror? Comedy and horror. Okay, your horror. What type of horror? Though? Are you more into the like this, the psychology horror or hack and slash? Oh, I like zombie movies mostly. Okay, and then. After that, just something that's just going to scare the shit out of me, right. or something like Return of the Living Dead that's going to make me laugh. What I guess the originals from back in the day. Yeah, I, I like all horror actually. Like, I think the one that I don't like is religious horror. 
Yeah, you know what? I was. It's not because it freaks me out because I, I was brought up Catholic and the whole Catholic guilt shit, but it's not because of that. It's just I never – I don't know why. Like, The Exorcist didn't do it for me. Like, The Omen didn't do it for me. Like, stuff like yeah. this. It's like, I don't know. I wasn't really into it. Like, I don't know what it was. It, it yeah. didn't do anything either way. Did you see Hereditary, though? Yeah, I did. That I saw. That scared the shit out of me. That was pretty freaky. It was, I admit. That was a movie that – I, I can't even think the movie before that that really gave me a jump. I, I can't remember. Uh, it's been a, a while. There's a French horror movie called Raw that came out a few years ago that really messed me up. Really? Never heard of that one. It's a, it's about a girl who accidentally realizes she's a cannibal. Okay. <laughs> after eating her sister's finger. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. Okay, I don't care. Spoil away, please, because probably not a lot of people will go search for this one. Why did she eat her fingers, her sister's finger? Uh, I need to know. You now. want me to actually tell you that? You see, I need closure. Yes, please. Great. So <laughs> she was waxing her sister's vagina. Fantastic. Uh, the wax got stuck on, so she tried to cut it off with a scissors. Okay. Cut her sister's finger off and had a moment where she realized that she was a cannibal and just slurped her sister's finger off the floor. Oh, now I actually want to watch this movie. Yeah, it's really dark and gruesome. And what is it, French with English subtitles? Yeah. Okay, because I watched one too. Uh, I think it was French with English subtitles as well. Where it was like some crazy woman that was around in the woods hacking people up. And it was like something like with cannibalism too, I think. Oh, I want to watch that. I can't remember what it is. And now, I think one of my co-hosts, Danny, shout out to him. He's probably yelling at me because he actually told me to watch this movie. I can't remember what it was. But anyways, if, if I figure it out, I'll, I'll text you on the side and let you know so you can watch it. But it was very good too. If you enjoyed that, you'll enjoy this one. Trust me. Yeah, I love a lot of dark, gross stuff. So who's your favorite? Okay, my favorite horror character of all time is Freddy Krueger. Do you have one? Oh, man, that's tough. I like Freddy Krueger. I think Leatherface. I just love Texas Chainsaw. Really? That's not a bad one. Yeah. See, I got into that late in my life. I grew up with Freddy Krueger and um, Jason. And then slowly I was introduced to like Pinhead. Pinhead was was another fucked up one. Mm -hmm. And then Leatherface. Me, I like more the remake than the originals. I don't know why. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm the opposite. Usually I like the originals, but for this reason, I don't know why. I just, I enjoy, and even the Rob Zombie Halloweens, I don't think they're better, but I don't mind them. I thought they were pretty good. Right? I didn't like the newest Halloween, though. I know, I think it was overrated. I'm sorry. Yeah, people loved it. I didn't right? care for it. Yeah, I, I didn't get it either. Like, it was a good flick, and yeah, it was a nice homage to the original Hack and Slash, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I was bored. Like, I found myself reaching towards my phone a, a lot of times. Yeah. Well, I saw it at this, like, really seedy movie theater in Brooklyn for, like, $3. And there's rumors <laughs> that the theater has bed bugs, And I thought that oh, was no. more scary, scarier than the movie was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess well, you, pay, you pay for what you get, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I also saw uh, A Quiet Place next to... There oh, was wow. three young girls sitting there talking the whole time next to me. Shut and I was up. like... I hope this monster comes out and eats them. <laughs> but he didn't. <laughs> what about uh, TV horror? So I guess you're a fan of The Walking Dead, I would assume. No, I don't watch TV horror. What? I don't know why. 
Yeah, I watched the first season of Walking Dead. Okay. And I liked it. I just didn't pursue it past that, though. You know what? I, I fell off, too. I think I made it to season... I made it a bit far. I think it was either five or six. And then I was like, you know what? It's the same plot twist over and over. And yeah. it's like, how, how how many more things can they do? And it's like, I just want, again, see, I need closure. And they just keep going and going. It's like. Uh, you're just going to keep watching it till the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then watch Fear the Walking Dead till the end. I know. And we, me and my wife made that mistake too, where we started watching season one. And then we're like, nah, we're good. This is too much Walking Dead shit. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. It doesn't translate too well. Like, has there been any very good TV horror? Like, I, I'm trying to, th- like, I'm going back, maybe the original Twilight Zone. Asterisk the Evil Dead's pretty good. Ashley, but isn't that like sort of comedy horror? It's comedy horror. Yeah, see, uh, no, that's different. It's, it's a little bit gruesome too, though. Let's see, what's good horror TV? Hmm. I can't think of anything. Because American Horror Story doesn't do it for me. I never got into it. I tried. It, I like it, but it's too much the same. And even the other ones, like World War Z, Z I think it is. Is that it? With Brad Pitt. Or no, I'm thinking of the. T- There's a TV show with, with uh, zombies like that too. I can't remember. There's just so oh, many now, sure. but it's like uh, I don't know why they just can't get the formula down. Like I, I haven't watched the new Jordan Peele remake of Twilight Zone. Apparently, it's getting very good reviews. So hopefully, You're like three days behind. Yeah, uh, hopefully, it is good. But I don't know. I, I, I always hope for like even Netflix sometimes <laughs> drops a few like Van Helsing's another one. It's like nah, this isn't too good and. It's like, yeah. I, I don't know, like stick to making movies. I think for the horror genre, you need a start and an ending and then that's it. You don't need something to carry over and keep going. Like, you know what I mean? So you need a start and you need closure. Closure, exactly. <laughs> well, especially in horror because you want to know that either the bad guy got caught or he's released for a sequel. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Whereas in a TV show, it's got to keep going. There's got to be storylines. And it's like, okay, how many more times can you evade the killer? So you you, you know what I mean? It gets sort of saturated. I think maybe that's yeah. what it is. That makes sense. Yeah, I feel like something... I don't know why. I know Breaking Bad isn't horror, but it feels like it could have been. Sort of. And like, so I feel like how many times can you see Heisenberg do bad shit? Right? And to me, that was perfect. It had a, like a beginning and closure. Like... Yeah, my two favorite almost TV shows of all time is pr- probably Breaking Bad and Lost. Even though it fell off a bit at the end, but they knew what they were going. Like I like TV. Uh, I guess I like writers and producers who have a beginning and an end, and then just fill it mm-hmm. in between instead of stretching it out like these TV shows, like Friends and uh, Seinfeld sort of did that. Like you know, or even yeah. The Office, they just kept going and going. It's like as soon as Michael Scott left, that's when it should have ended. That's it. You know what I mean? That's when I stopped watching it. <laughs> You see what I mean? Uh, on the topic of Lost and closure, this is how you and I are different. Okay. Is that I watched Lost from the very beginning to the very end, except I never watched the last episode. What? I still have not watched it. Why not? Just, Please tell me. I don't me. know. There, something about me was like, I don't want to watch this, and then it all ends. Oh, my God. You didn't want the closure. No. <laughs> I know how it ends only because people told me, but I've never right. watched it. It's not the best, again, I don't want to go too much into it, but my opinion, it's not the best, but at least it is something. At least it's a closure. Like, you're, you're not like, oh, they're going to come back. Oh, they're going to do a, what, do, I guess they could do a spinoff before they get lost on the island, but whatever. Yeah. But other than that, to me, it was perfect. Like, people don't realize how much loss contributed to t- today's TV. Like, oh, 100%. the storytelling of going back, coming, and even going to the future. How many different TV shows now on Netflix do that? No. Oh, I mean, now, yes, a lot. 
right? And back then, that was like a huge thing. It's like, oh, is this in the past? Oh, is this in the future? You didn't know. Now it's like, oh, okay, this is a dream yeah. sequence. Oh, okay, this is back in the past. It's like, it's so normal now. And on a personal level, Lost was the first show that I binged because See? I didn't catch up till like season three or four. Okay, the person I was dating then was obsessed with it and she made me watch the first like two or three seasons right. on DVD. Yeah, us fans, we're, we are, I don't know why, there's something about why, I don't know why we want everyone to watch it. We just want everyone to feel the enjoyment that we felt, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad I did. It's a good show. It is. It's very good storytelling. Like I said, the thing that the problem was, I think that ruined it a bit, was that writer strike that happened where they had to condense a lot of shit. So mm-hmm. to me, it felt. That's why I'm saying towards the end, it felt a bit off after. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Did you cry when Charlie died? Probably. Yeah, that one hurt me. A lot of stuff really hurt me. Like I can't remember. There's something else. Oh, you you know what actually sh- sh- shed a tear. T- to me, because again, I've been with my wife for 18 years, even though at the time I haven't been with her that long, but still we were together, we're together 18 years now, but seeing, uh, what's her name, the older lady and Bernard hooking up for the first time. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was like, Oh, thank God they got to see each other again and hang out. You know what I mean? I was like, Oh my God. I don't know. To me, that was one of the greatest heartfelt moments of the show. Yeah. That one definitely touched. (laughs) That show had so many good moments. It did, and obviously all the times when they were separated and then reacquainted later, and this and that, it's like, oh my god, it's it's so yeah. crazy. No, that was a very good show. I enjoyed it a lot. I would definitely rewatch it. You know what? I've been dying. I think I've watched it twice now. Like I watched it when it was first aired, like live on TV. Like uh-huh. I'd probably DVR it or something because DVRs were still. A, 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 <laughs> I think I was in its genesis, so you could probably only record two episodes, and then it would, the box would be full. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, memory back then wasn't too good, man. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> but no, I now would... I can watch whatever I want, whenever I want. I know. Now we're so fucking spoiled. I could not go back. I, You know what? If I was to go back in time, I would go all the way back to like the 50s when nothing is around. Because mm-hmm. to go back and get dick teased and <laughs> get blue balls, be like, oh, here. Here's something. Here's a computer. But it's like, but I can't do anything with it. Why do I want? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> what about video games? You a gamer? Not really. No. I was obsessed with Fallout 3 and 4. Oh, okay. Those are like my favorite games. Oh, perfect. Uh, but like beyond those, I don't play games too much anymore. And then growing up, I loved games. I was into like Chrono Cross and uh, what else did I like a lot growing up? Resident Evil. Okay, I'm a big Resident Evil fan as well, of course. Yeah. Resident Evil 3 and 4 were my jams mine was two i don't think i liked two a whole lot because i think it was the whole the whole thing of having two storylines and having the two cds that just blew mm-hmm. my mind as playing video because again i grew up in the cartridge era right so yeah to have that after as a as almost like a young teen it's like holy shit this is video games now this is like a movie <laughs> yeah it is a movie I, I think that's my issue with games now is a lot of cutscenes where I would I just want to be playing something and that's you have to sit too. there and watch forty minutes of something. I was like, oh, that's not what I'm here for. No, I know. But what what brought you to follow then? I'm curious because I love to me it's and which one do you like better, three or four? Uh, I don't know. I like three better because Thank three you. was first. And like, I think I would like I would have liked four if three didn't like bore. Like I wasn't bored with it, but right. You played four. the shit out of it. Yeah, I played the shit out of it. So when 4 <laughs> came out, I was like, this is all old hat to me. Right. 3 was a, like a new experience for me. Exactly. Especially with the new VAT system and all that shit. 
Yeah. It was so new and like distributing your, your points and every, and so many branching story points where you could blow up whole towns by making a decision and going against faction. It's like, Oh my, it just blew my mind. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Like, uh, I like the karma system in the game. That too. Yeah. That existed before that, except what fable might've had it. I'm not an Xbox guy. I was, uh, I was Nintendo then, then uh, Sony guy. Gotcha. Yeah. I think like fable was the first game that kind of had it, but Fallout definitely like feels like it, went into all of that of like you could be a good guy you could be a bad guy but it's all your choice you play the game how you want to play it and that's what i love what were you a good guy or a bad guy i was always a bad guy i know right it's just so much easier and you get you get so further by being a bad guy unfortunately yeah i was meant to be good but then i would be like i'm gonna be good i'm gonna be good but i was like oh i'm gonna pickpocket this guy yes ten thousand (laughs) dollars And okay, for people who played the game, they know what we're talking about. This is getting pure into the nerd talk. But did you blow up Megaton? Uh, the first time, no. The second time, yes. Okay, I didn't blow it up, but and I didn't even know there was an option to blow it up until I started hearing it and reading it online. I was like, oh my god, you could actually blow it up! And right there, like I said, that just blew my mind. It's like, wow, what a big thing to happen in a game, like such consequence. Yeah, and then like. At the end of three, when uh, you finally am Neeson, the father, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I was like in tears. <laughs> and it's like, oh, a video game could do this to me. <laughs> and how many times did you play that ending, though? Did you try and do every... Because I think there's a few possible ways to end. Either you kill yourself or you save the people or I can't, I, I can't remember now. I think I played through it twice total. Okay. And then I just... And then when 4 came out, I was like, eh, I'm not going to play it. And then the day it came out, I bought it. <laughs> Have you played 76 yet? No, I heard very bad things, so that's why I'm staying away from it. Same. I don't want it to ruin my Fallout experience. But what about Fallout Shelter? I dabbled with it a bit, on, but I played it more on, on my iPad because, I, I, again, speaking of memory, I still have an old iPhone with barely no memory in it, so I have mm-hmm. no games on it. I keep all my games on my iPad. And plus, yeah. it doesn't make me use my phone when I'm in public, too. All I do is check social media on my phone. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So, but I did dabble with it a bit. But again, I found it a bit repetitive. Like, again, there's no closure. I hate these open-ended games that you just keep going and going. And it's like, <laughs> fuck you, man. Give me an ending. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I spent my hard-earned human money on playing Fallout Shelter. And that's just crazy. like, why am I, like, pumping my real money into this fake economy? <laughs> To build, to like destroy rocks in this, like right? the game, destroying rocks and building elevators. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And then making babies. Oh, and collecting, I guess, different guns and suits and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but, and also spending money on those guns. Like, what are these guns doing for me? I know. <laughs> and like, the funny thing is, I'm like, uh, I'm the liberal who's supposed to hate the Second Amendment, but as soon sure. as you give me the virtual gun, I'm like, ah, oh, love it. Love it. Give me that gun. You know what? I'm the same way. As being Canadian, thank God we have more, I guess, laws towards gun control up here, but I'm the same. I hate guns and anything to do with guns. Ban them all. Fuck them. But yeah. to play them in a video game and to watch action movies where people are shooting each other, I love. Yeah. I was like, I just, I'll watch it all day long. Just don't let me experience it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? But if you, like, oh, here's an AR-15 assault rifle, a virtual one, though, I'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you 10, do- 10 human dollars for that. What about food? Are you a big foodie? Are you into food? Oh, my God, that's my biggest thing. Oh, are you serious? 
Yeah, my stepfather's a chef, so I grew up around, like, the best food. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. then you have a reason. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, and I have four brothers, and I'm the worst cook out of all of them, but, like, in comparison to, like, the regular human, I'm a okay. really good cook. Oh, okay, so then that's all that matters. You can still show off in front of other people, then. Yeah, if they don't know my brothers, they're like, oh, you're a good cook. And I was like, wait till you meet my four brothers. So, what's your go-to? Uh, well, I grew up around Italian food, so... Okay. My stepfather was born in Italy, so... Oh, nice. Yeah, and then brought over all the good food. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, but lately, I've been lazy, so I've just been making a lot of rice and beans. Oddly enough, that's what I had for dinner last night. Oh, my God. Nice, me too. <laughs> but I had a Portuguese style. I don't know how you have them. Oh, what's Portuguese style? I don't know. We make it with, like, it's almost like a bean stew, and then we put it on top of rice or potatoes or whatever you have. I had it with rice, so... Well, that sounds good. That's how we have our beans. I've been doing rice, beans, soy sauce, hot sauce, and Ooh. egg. Oh, wow. That's different. Yeah, I put an egg. Like, I crack an egg and I like, fry it and then... That's not bad. The, yeah. I guess the ingredient we would use to make it Portuguese is the Portuguese sausage. You cut it up into slices and you put it in there with the beans. Oh, it comes on. The beans come out even smokier than they are. Oh, it's so good. Mm. My high school girlfriend is Portuguese and okay. her father would make... Uh, what is the antipasto, the baked one? That was so good. What's that? It was like ham, salami, and some other stuff baked into like a pie. And Ooh, then cut that's up. That's new. I've never heard yeah. of that. Oh, it was so delicious. And Actually, that does sound pretty good. Yeah. So, okay, which... <laughs> obviously, politics is whole on the rage. I don't want to touch too much on politics here, but... Sure. Would you ever consider running for any type of office position if it was available? Well, I joked today that I was going to run for president in 2020, so... Shut up. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. I mean, I tweeted about it, like, two hours ago, so... Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh, hold on. Let me... I forgot what my platform was. Nope. I, I only up. have one platform. Fantastic. That's good. I like a man that's just a, a, a person who could be good at one thing instead of a jack-of-all-trades and master of none. I need someone who's really good at something to be able to pull it off, and that's it. That's good enough for me. Well, my one thing is, uh, when I get elected president in 2020, okay. uh, if your accountant sees their shadow on April 15th, you get a year of no taxes. That's pretty good, because our taxes here in Toronto are pretty high right now, so that would help us out a lot. So why don't you come? Oh, you can't. You have to be born in Canada to run for prime minister. Fuck. Ah. Uh. And I'm not as good looking as Trudeau, so... Well, you know what? At this point, with all the shit he's going through, that's the only thing he's got going. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Superman. Right? <laughs> well, again, he was bred for this position, so to speak, so... Yeah, his was his father was prime minister? Yeah, his father was literally... I think his father was prime minister probably a, either a few years before I was born or right when I was born, so it's a few years now. Gotcha. But the reason why I bring it up, too, is... Well, you do have hope if you ever do decide to run for office. Because believe it or not, in the Ukraine, a comedian ran for office and he's at the top of the polls and he might actually become the president of the Ukraine. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I saw the headline, but I didn't read too much into it. But I was like, I want to be that guy. Well, again, I guess it's the whole thing, like the whole Trump effect. They want something so much different than what they're used to that they don't even give a fuck who it is. It's just so happens this comedian is there. Yeah. And that guy's right time, right place. 
but that's fine. Well, he has the backing of even uh, what's his name? of Putin. Putin's like, yes, we want someone different in there. Of course he does, but you know what I mean. But still, yeah, it's like what the fuck. So again, comedians have a chance. If you actually want to make a change, start running for office now. I'm gonna run for office. I will be a great president. <laughs> so your platform is literally <laughs> giving no taxes. No taxes. No, only if your accountant doesn't see a shadow, though. Oh. On what day? On the same day as Groundhog Day? Uh, Groundhog Day and Tax Day. Is it? Is it all? Okay, again, I don't know when your taxes are due compared to ours up here. Ours is due, I think, either at the end of March or April. Uh, people are going to yell at me again, but that's beside. I usually do them earlier, so it doesn't matter. Oh, I didn't do my taxes this year yet, and I am not. <laughs> well, we have. I have what two weeks left? Okay, I have there we go. Eleven days. So I guess it's around the same time period as ours up here. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. But we get taxed on everything. We get taxed on our paycheck, then we get taxed at the supermarket, then we get taxed on top of that tax. And it's like, why are we getting taxed three times on one product? It's like, yeah. fuck you, man. I, I, again, I'll go into that all day. All day. But again, going back to this guy getting, I guess, almost nominated. Can you mm-hmm. imagine? Like, again, I don't know what his platform is. It really doesn't say what he's running for. I think it all started off as, like, a joke to begin with. And then people just took to it and was like, hey, like, you know, one of those things, like, this guy's different. Let's, and then everyone thought the same way. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, at yeah. least he'll have a good speech if he wins. Could you imagine, like, Trudeau and Trump going to a comedy club to watch this guy? You know what? Then it's safe to say that the world is going to come to an end. <laughs> and then Theresa May is there, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Why not throw in the guy from fucking North Korea? What, young, what is it? Uh, Kim, young Jong. Kim Jong, there you go. Throw him in. But again, well, our politics up here is pretty fucked up too. And I, you know what? I think they should have a rule with this, but there's a riding somewhere out east in Canada where I guess it's some kind of provincial election that's going on. I don't know what, what they're doing out there. It has nothing to do with me in Ontario, so I personally do not care. But there's two people with the exact fucking name on the, in the exact same riding running for the exact same position. Oh, really? So you tell me how do you uh, if uh, obviously who they're associated with with what party they're associated with but what if you go in there fuck up and you just see the one in and like and how is that even possible like what's going on here Well uh to go back to my baseball thing there's two minor league pitchers who okay. have the exact same name and they look exactly the same look and they that. have never met and they took a DNA test and they're not related That's fuck what are the odds yeah, his name is Brady Fiegel. I mean, they're both named Brady Fiegel. Right. And so they look exactly the same. Oh, my Here, God. I'll show, I don't know if you could see that. Oh, my God, they do! And they have the same name and the same body type and the same height and weight. Okay, fuck. They even have, okay, the only thing that's different is the facial hair and the hair color. One's a ginger yeah. and one looks like... They're both gingers. Oh, are they both ginger? I guess one's maybe more ginger than the other. Yeah, I think it was just that picture too. But did they have the exact same beard style where they have the mustache shaved but just have a beard? And they both wear yeah, glasses. Yeah, a little bit brighter. So. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, they are both changing. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's, they didn't know each other and then one day someone was like, hey, you have the same name as this other picture. And if that's not the closest you'll ever get to a doppelganger, I don't know what is. Yeah. Same name, same profession. They look the same. What the fuck? Have you ever found your doppelganger? No, my wife said she saw someone who looked sort of like me. That used to live in my old neighborhood, but I didn't agree. I saw him after I was like, I don't see it. Like, <laughs> if 
if you don't see it right away, I don't give a fuck how much you see it. It's it's not a real doppelganger. Everyone needs to be able to be on board to be a, a real doppelganger. So do you like subscribe to the idea of like the multiverse and the thousand doppelgangers and all that stuff? I subscribe to really anything that's possible as long as it's, it's not being a flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. You know what I mean? Like stuff out of our thinking power, out of our read, like stuff what happens to us when we die, all this. I believe in it, like even though I'm Catholic and I should believe in God, but again, I could believe in anything happening after we're gone. What? There's so many possibilities out there. Who's to say who's right? And no one knows because no one's come back and told us. So yeah. you can't really say what's going to happen. But yeah, even a multi-universe, why not? Yeah. God makes whatever they choose. Exactly. It doesn't have to be what it is, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, yeah. So there you go. You could run for office, my friend. Congratulations. I'm president already. <laughs> Just don't again. If you do, please take it seriously. As I'm looking at you with the nice little mop head that you have right now. My hair is crazy right now. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Just gonna put this hat back on. But you know, okay, oh well, speaking of flat earthers and being crazy. I saw this quote today. Again, I'm not a guy for quotes, and everyone knows, but I, even though I keep bringing them up now, I don't know. Maybe I am starting to get back into yeah, quotes. Maybe you're that old guy now. <laughs> I am. But someone quoted something like, I'm, I'm, I'm at the age now where I'm too tired to argue. If you believe one plus one equals five, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. Like, that's to the point where we're at now in society. How sad is that? Yeah, I've, I've always been pretty much a pacifist because I hate fighting with people. Yeah. And also, I'm not going to change your mind. If, like... Right. I mean, this is probably unpopular for, like, a New York liberal, but I don't argue with Trump supporters anymore because, <laughs> like, I'm not going to change their mind, and we're just both yeah. going to be angry at each other, and let's find something that we do agree on, because there is something, and I'm not going to say that all Trump supporters are racist, because I don't know that they all are. I think right. they just all have a different point of view. Of course. And some of them are racist, but some liberals are racist, too, though. Yeah, no kidding. Like, you, ha- And that's the thing, and that's what I hate about everything. There's always that one rotten egg in every race, in every society, in every gender. It doesn't matter. There's always this person who who's fucked up. And there's people who follow those people. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? And it's like, you shouldn't condemn a whole something. I, I, I guess I'll say group. You shouldn't condemn yeah. a whole group just because of the two rotten eggs. Like, you know what I mean? And again, yeah. I'm sorry to say, if, if it's a stereotype, good or bad, and majority of the people do it, how is that a stereotype? Like, I, I, I never understood the word stereotype if it's actually a true stereotype. Like, it makes no sense to me. I, I don't know if yeah. I'm the only one who thinks this way or if it's politically incorrect to say that out loud. But you know what? I don't give two shits. It's like, it's what I think and I'm not coming from a bad place, so too bad. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. I'm like torn on PC culture right now, so. I hate it. I fucking hate this pussified society that we live in now. I can't stand it. And how everyone passes, there's no such thing as failing and how everyone is so butthurt about everything everyone says. It's like, fuck, man. Let's just live our lives if no one's doing it on purpose. and no, I could understand, like, yes, go after the Nazis, go after the Taliban. We know those people are evil. Fine. Congratulations. But why are yeah. you attacking, like, again, in your genre, comedians, writers, people on TV? Like, come on, man. Like, and all honestly, do you really think this is the biggest problem on the world's plate? Fuck. No, I don't. I definitely don't. It's so stupid, man. Yeah, it's kind of infuriating sometimes. It is. It's so infuriating. Like I said, I could go fucking hours talking about this shit. But <laughs> the reason why I bring up stupidity in the world, too, 
apparently now this is so sad like you know how as a kid you you knew better like you knew you shouldn't put stuff in your mouth and whatever now to the yeah. point where they have to have labels for everything do not put this in your mouth do not digest do not do this do not do like you know what i mean like everyone's yeah. stupid because someone has done it and tried to sue a company right yeah. Well, here's the newest trend in stupidity. And this is up here in Canada, obviously. It's got to be up here in Canada. Can you believe 566 people in, in, in a report? I don't know how, how they come up with these reports, but that's, again, another discussion for another day, too. 566 people have been diagnosed with salmonella linked to chicken, okay? Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, oh, maybe they didn't cook it properly on the barbecue, or maybe they went out and got it from a restaurant, right? Nope, they got salmonella poisoning because these stupid fucking idiots didn't read that even though the chicken nuggets are frozen, you still have to cook them. So people were eating fucking frozen, they would just let them thaw and then eat these fucking chicken nuggets raw like that. Why would people do that? That Because people are stupid, that's why. How good could that taste? Like, even with with hot dogs, like you know how some people eat raw hot dogs and you can't get sick, it's not good. But I never understood those people either. It's like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't. Oh, I want my hot dog like cut down the middle and cooked for like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes? Holy shit! Now that's a bit. Ex- you're gonna get a, like a black dog, man. Yeah, it's just black. It's just like ashes pouring into my mouth. <laughs> well, again, you know what they say: once you go black, you don't go back, right? I've heard that before. <laughs> but again. Isn't this common sense? Like everyone knows chicken always needs to be well done. It's not one of those things where you could have pink or raw or anything like that. Yeah. I don't cook chicken. I'm afraid to cook chicken. Really? Yeah, because of that. Well, mind you, me and my wife, when we purchase chicken, she slams the fuck out of it and cuts it in slices so it's nice and thin. Mm-hmm. So there's no yeah. there's no room for error. But when I go to a restaurant, I'm the same way. When I see like a chicken breast, I always ask, is it a thick one? Or is it like a long, skinny patty? They're, oh, no, it's thick. I don't want it. Because there's no way in hell are you cooking that thing all the way through. No. Yeah, I don't get chicken a whole lot because of that. Like pork and beef, I know it's not as healthy for you, but of I course. don't feel like I'm going to die from like salmonella. No. Pork, maybe you might get something, but yeah. beef, you, fuck, you could eat that raw, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, people eat it raw. I won't, but. Yeah, me neither. To me, it has to be well done. Sorry. Yeah. Pork and beef, like those feel like slow burns. I'm going to die from that in like 10 years. I'm not going to die from it today. Exactly. There you go. Now you're thinking. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Got my thinking cap on. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is going to be just an out of nowhere question, but I need to tie it to something. So this is how yeah. I, I tie my segments together. <laughs> Since you're into music. Well, there you go. There's, there's the, the tie in. You're into music and you like to do mm-hmm. parodies and all that. What about dancing? Are you a big dancer? You no, put on, I wish I was. You don't put on your dancing shoes? I have dreams that I'm, like, the world's greatest dancer. What? But, <laughs> like, actual, like, dreams, but I'm not a good dancer at all. And I have no control of my body. How about when you perform and it's a m- musical scene? Do you tap your foot? Do you bob your head? Do you just stand there awkwardly? Like, what's going on? Uh, I don't find myself in a lot of musical... What I end up doing is I write songs and I have other people perform them. There you go. Okay. So... Uh, here's a fun story. I signed up for this mime class a few years ago. Okay. Because I was like, I need to get my body in like comedy shape. Sure. And, uh, I get to the address where it is and it's in this like, where it's on the Upper West Side of New York City. Okay. And I get to the address and, uh, it's just this big apartment building and I go to the doorman and I was like, hey, 
I know that I'm not in the right place, but where do I go? Mm. And he goes, no, you are in the right place. Go up to the 10th floor. And I get up to the 10th floor, and it's some old man's apartment. What? And I was like, I thought this was a mime class. Right. Uh, but it's this residential building, so what the hell's going on? Okay. I knock on the dude's door, expecting it to open up into a studio. But it was this old man's apartment, and he was teaching mime classes out of his apartment. Oh, man. Well, you know, the, you know what? He's the smart one because people were coming, and he was getting paid, right? Well, people were coming, as in I was the people. I oh, that's the, it? Yeah. Were you scared? You thought he was going to fight? He was like a serial killer or something? No, I, he was too old for that. Hey, but man. I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. But I ended up staying. Okay. And what I realized is I cannot move my body. Okay. Like, I'm just terrible. Like, I cannot control any of it. <laughs> Well, okay, speaking of PC era, so now we have to have everything for everyone, obviously, mm-hmm. because of the whole trans movement, which I'm totally for. I'm never against yeah. it. And don't get mad at me fast questions. That's my only gripe. I don't know uh, it, and I don't know anyone personal like that. So if I have a question, how is that being ignorant? I'm sorry, how are you yeah. supposed to learn without asking questions? But anyways, yeah. now it's to the point where they've even included people who have, I guess, multiple wives, like sister wives, like people live in Utah and shit, you know? They've incorporated now what's called the triangle dance. So now, if you have more than one wife or two wives or three wives, I guess it started off as triangle, then you could go further, where you dance all together and it's an actual thing that people are doing. So people know that they're in this type of relationship. Okay, all right. I can get behind that. But again, how far is this going to go? Do we really have to... I understand live your life, whatever, but does it have to really be a thing? Just do it. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Well, it's better than square dancing, I can tell you that much. Well, yeah. Well, again, hey, what if you're into orgies and that's the thing? Yeah, that's <laughs> what that is. I'm all for that. Live your and, life. It makes you happy. And you know what? For someone who's not really good at dancing, square dancing is perfect because no one's really paying attention to you. So you could just sit there in the corner of the back and just mimic what they're doing and no one's really going to notice, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Ronnie, I like to end the show off with the dumb laws game. Cool. Now, I'm changing it up. Okay. Big spoiler alert, or for people who are listening, everyone's used to it having being three categories. I'm changing it up yet again because I'm trying to keep it fresh. So moving forward, I'm only going to have the guest guess from one set instead of se- guessing from three sets. So I'll Great. and instead of three options, I'm giving you four, so it makes it a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be four options of dumb laws, and you got to pick which one is true. Winner take all. One question. That's it. Let's see if you're good at it. What do I win though? You are welcome to come back on the show in a future episode if you win. <laughs> Great. And if I lose, I'm banished to hell. You're banished for a year or two. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Unless you blow up, then of course you're always welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like the honesty. Hey, I try and keep it fresh, as they say. All right. So, no particular order. Let's see which one of these it is. We could talk mm-hmm. through it, we could work it out. I could help you out and lean you in towards one way if you want. Let's see. So, in Georgia, it is illegal to swear in front of a dead body at a funeral home. Uh In Texas, it is illegal for a couple to engage in anal foreplay. Uh In Ohio, it is illegal to eat watermelon while drinking wine. Okay. Or, is it in Idaho... It is illegal to cross the street while walking on your hands. 
So which one is three real or is three fake? Three is fake. So you got to pick out the real one that's still enforced and that's on the rule books. I feel like I'm cheating because I, I feel like I know the walking across the street one is real. It's real, but is it in the state of Idaho? Oh. Oh, you see. See, no. I just helped you all with that one. <laughs> I'm going to guess no then. Okay. So it's, would, it's not the Idaho, so we'll take that one off. Take that one off. Uh, I feel like the swearing in front of the corpse is the real one then. You going with that one, final answer? That'll be my final answer. You don't think it's ain't no foreplay in Texas? <laughs> no, I don't know. I I don't think so. I hope not. Because, you know, in some states, it's been brought up on the show where the only method of having sex, this is one law, I think it's in Virginia, you could only have sex missionary position, that's it. Really? In a lot of states, believe it or not, oral sex is against the law. Oh, no. And so there's there's a lot of these sort of type of laws out there too. So it's not out of the ordinary. But no, I don't I, I don't want to leave. Okay, so we'll take that. One. Okay, so okay, you said Georgia. You are correct. Yes. You won. Look at that. The first person to break it on the first time of the reinvented dumb laws game. <laughs> well, you kind of cheated in that. I'm not cheated, but like you helped me out because I, the hands across the street thing, right. I would have got wrong. I think that's in an eastern state. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it's probably somewhere in maybe even Connecticut that might be it. Oh, that's my home state. I wouldn't doubt it. It's somewhere there on the eastern seaboard or somewhere. I don't know. Gotcha. But yeah, it, it's kind of hard coming up with different types of laws every now and then. So I tend to, so again, revealing the, the, the curtain, I don't really don't give two shits. Because someone's <laughs> going to eventually call me out and go back and say, hey, I've already heard this one. I don't care. I might take ones that are a real dumb law in the state, but not in another. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's still technically not real, but you got to know your state laws, I guess. Yeah, know your state laws. You got to take your civics classes. <laughs> so now you know, people go to Texas. Ain't no foreplay is allowed. So don't worry, Texans. Yeah, so few. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Ronnie. This is your time to shine. Tell people where they could find you, where they could follow you, if you want them to come see you anywhere, anything up and coming. Yeah, uh, I have a weekly show at the People's Improv Theater in Manhattan uh, every Sunday at 9 o'clock called At Risk Malibu Teens, okay. which is my improv team name. And uh, I tweet a lot, so at Ronnie Pascal on Twitter. Perfect. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, questions, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcastdap at gmail.com. Please go subscribe, review, all that nice stuff on all the platforms that you listen to me on. It doesn't matter, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify. It really helps a lot. It's just as important as you downloading and listening. You have no idea, so please go do that for me. And obviously, go to podbros.com and support the sponsors. Go to poppyapparel.com, use promo code the podcast with a capital D. Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25 to get 25% off. All good, my friend? All good. Nice. On that note, he's Ronnie. I'm Steve. This is The Podcast. Peace.